How many times have you had to bite your tongue to keep from saying, I told you so, or I warned you this could happen? Too many times to count, I'm sure, but I think it's a mistake for us to rely on this cover your butt type of approach to safety. Let me explain. Hey there, safety friends. Welcome to the Safety Geek Podcast. I'm Bryce Sargent, CSP and 20-year safety professional. After spending years training safety leaders across the globe for a large corporation and creating safety programs from the ground up over and over again, I am now sharing my processes and strategies with you. At The Safety Geek, you will learn how to manage an effective safety program that increases your management support and employee engagement, all the while helping you elevate your position and move up in your career. If you're ready to step into the role of a safety influencer and leader, you're in the right place. Let's get to it. Hello, 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 my safety friends. How are you doing today? I hope everybody is doing well. I'm actually recording in a brand new podcast studio at the offices that I rent for The Safety Geek. So if it sounds a bit different, we are working it out. (laughs) Hopefully it all works out very well. This is actually the second time I am recording this podcast because the first time it did not turn out so well. So hopefully this time you're getting some good audio. So today, I want to start off with a story, and it is about a job interview that I sat through. And this was very early on in my career, and the two people that were interviewing me were actually from the head office of this organization, and they were hiring a dedicated safety person for the local office, and this was the very first dedicated safety job that they were hiring for that the location just had never had a safety person before. So they were expressing the struggles that they knew that would come with the job. They didn't want anybody to be blindsided. Basically, what they were telling me was what I would call selling safety to the management team. What they said was that there would be plenty of low-hanging fruit. (laughs) I love that saying. In the beginning, and there would be plenty for me to get by, and I would have you know huge success probably my first year or so. They said, but after that, there's going to become a point, especially with this management team, that you're going to have issues and getting them to buy into safety and getting them to actually do what you're telling them to do. And one of the guys said, yeah, so those things are just going to go on your I told you so list. And at the time, being new in the field, I thought it was funny. I thought it was really cute. And I was like, yeah, I guess you really do have to cover your butt and say, I did tell you that before, right? And over the years, though, I've seen this mentality just kind of proliferate our profession. The, um, oh, well, you know, they won't do it. I'll be able to say, I told you so later. And I think that this is a huge mistake, not just because when you get the opportunity to say, I told you that would happen, it means that something bad has happened, right? There was an accident, an injury maybe a fine or some property damage, right? Obviously, that's an issue. But I think it's a bigger mistake for us to be doing that. And let me explain why I think that this common mistake is an issue. So first, what it does is it develops a cover your butt type of mentality. Now, 
I totally agree that everything we do should be documented, but mostly because we have human brains and we can't be expected to remember it all. And I can go into the whole psychology of memory and all of that good stuff, but that's really why I like to document stuff is one, to prove to a regulatory body that we did actually do it. And two, because I don't expect myself to remember five years in the future or whatever, right? So I do agree with documentation. But to document just so that way in the future, you could say, ah, I told you, see here, it's documented. It actually kind of shifts your thoughts and your mindset about your work and about your job. And if you think about it, Waiting around to say, I told you so, is basically just a negative mindset, and it puts a cloud over everything you do. And the first result of having that negative mindset is actually you get physically affected by it. It increases your stress. It actually causes little microaggressions in your, in your brain. It could cause a little bit of paranoia, like, are they out to get me? Are they trying to prove that I didn't do it? And all of that, when you build it up, it can lead to health issues. So if you kind of feel like this is where you're living right now and the ideas that I give you to help change your mindset around it don't work, then I would highly suggest that that's an environment that you don't want to work in for your own physical well-being, right? So just think about that too. So sometimes I truly believe that every management team can be changed. But I also understand that that change does take time. And sometimes your health and your mental well-being can't wait out that time. So I get that. And there are ways that you can easily move on. Now, the second downside of having this cover your butt type of mentality is that it actually becomes a habit. So let's say that you have a safety initiative, you have a project you're working on, you're trying really hard to get it approved. You see the hazard, you see the potential risk, you see what it would cost the company, but the management team or the employees or whoever, they don't see it the way you do. And you're constantly having to try to convince them and they just literally won't do anything about it. You know, you know, you've seen it, right? Like you've seen that hazard that you tell them about over and over and over again and they do nothing. And eventually what will happen is that you fall into this, you know, I've done everything that I can mentality. So now it's up to them. It's their problem. I told them about it multiple times. The problem is, is that this way of solving it, of just throwing your hands up and saying, I'm done, it can become a habit, right? So that the next time something comes up, maybe you're not trying as hard. You get the same pushback as you did on the first initiative, and then you go, okay, well, they're just going to treat it the same, so I'm not going to waste my breath. I'm not going to stress out over it. I'll just give up earlier, right? And then that habit of giving up actually gets strengthened, and then you start giving up more frequently, and you start giving up faster. So instead of actually putting in all of the effort, you're not putting in as much effort, and then you become less effective at your job. So those are the results of I told you so. And the other thing I want you to think of is like, let's really talk about what this I told you so means. And I'm using that as an example. You could use this same term and say, it's like, I've done all I can. They won't listen. My management team will never support safety. 
all of those terms, right? Basically, when you say that, and if somebody said it to you, how would it make you feel, right? Do you think that if somebody came to you, let's say you messed up, somebody told you about something, and you didn't take any action on it because you didn't think it was a big deal, and the bad thing happened, and they came up to you and said, I told you that would happen. Or maybe they weren't even smug like I like to be, right? Maybe they were just like, man, I told you this would happen. I so wish that you would listen to me, right? Does that make you want to build a positive relationship with that other person? You know, if they did it once, that would probably be fine. But if this person was constantly like sitting there waiting to say, I told you so, just to dig that knife in a little bit deeper, because I truly believe that when people screw up, they know they screwed up. They don't need you telling them that they screwed up too, right? So when we start being seen as that person that is just waiting around for those little gotcha moments, people tend to avoid us. And then once again, that makes it even harder for us to do the job. This is where you get those situations where you walk into a meeting and everybody gets really quiet. Or you walk into the room and everybody signals that safety's in the room and, you know, don't include them in whatever you're doing. Hide things from safety, right? You don't want to have those negative relationships. You want to have positive relationships within your workplace. So the better approach, when you've told somebody about a hazard and the bad thing happens, the better approach is just to step in and help clean it up. Clean up the mess and move forward. It's better to get it right than to be right. I absolutely love that saying. And don't even bring up the I told you so, or we talked about this before. Instead, just help them get through it and be seen as a valuable team member. And if you did that instead, what would the result be? It would be a more trusting and better teamwork relationship in the future. So that means in the future, they will more likely listen to you because not only one, were you right, right? But two, you weren't really bad about it when the bad thing happened. You were positive about it and you were helpful. Now, the last reason why I think that waiting to say I told you so is a mistake and developing that mentality is actually going to hurt your career is that you're telling yourself every time you think it, you are telling yourself that you're holding on to that company instead of looking out for your own future. You're basically telling yourself you're going to stay at that company because you've said, well, you know, one day I'll be able to say I told you that would happen. Well, that means you're going to be there for one day, right? And who you're working for now may not be the one that you're working for three or five or 10 years from now. So you might not even be there to say it. So wouldn't the better approach be let's convince them to actually make this change while I am here and while I have the expertise and while I can put this in place? So what you're doing is you're actually missing out of an opportunity to learn from the situation, to become even better at what you do. Because as I've told you, you need to be a safety influencer and not just a safety manager. You need to influence them to make that change. And if they're not making the change now and you're waiting around to say, I told you so, that means that you're not influencing them to make that change. 
So what should you do instead? So the mentality of I told you so, or, you know, I'll be able to tell them that would happen later on needs to be replaced with the fact that a no right now does not mean never. It just means no right now. So when you're telling them about a hazard or something that needs to be changed and they say, no, we're not going to do it, that doesn't mean never. Instead of it going on to an I told you so list, put it on a tabled list. So just say to them, okay, I understand that we can't do this right now. I'll do my best to protect against this hazard, but I'm going to table this and maybe we can talk about it again in the future. When you say, I'm going to table it, in your mind, you are no longer having that negative mindset. You're having a, that's just something I'm going to work on down the road. It ends up becoming a more calmer mindset, a more positive mindset. It gets you thinking about ways that you can get them to make the change in the future. And then this becomes a list, your tabled list becomes a list that you can reference regularly. Maybe every three to six months, you go, hey, I want to review my tabled list and get everybody's opinion on it. Or I want to review my tabled list and pull a project from it. So as you're working on a new continuous improvement project, instead of brainstorming new ideas, just pull from the tabled list or try to get them to pull from the tabled list. And honestly, let's say that you don't want to table it. You feel so strongly about this that you don't want to table it. Then don't drop it, my safety friend. Don't drop it. Become that annoying reminder and develop a really strong return on investment. This is something that we lack is being able to sell the business case for our safety initiatives. Keep making your ROI stronger and more convincing. Do the research, share the results of your research. Actually give them hard facts as to why they need to do this and why it would be good for the company. And just keep trying ways to change their mind and get them to agree to test it. Sometimes this is a really good compromise. So let's say that I remember somebody one time, they wanted to have everybody in the warehouse wear orange safety vests and the management team just didn't want to do it. And this is a very simple, cheap initiative. It's a very good one, right? It's not the end all be all, but you know, it's definitely worth the fight, I guess. So they could not get the management team to approve it. And they said, hey, what if we just do it in one area? What if we just test it out in this one area of our operation and see how it goes? And sometimes once they see the test, that kind of gets them a little bit more buy-in too. In this case, it did. They tested it in one area. They even came down to the exact vest that they wanted to wear, what needed to be on the vest because to make the employees happy, you know, different pockets or whatnot, right? And words on the back and job titles to make it seem really cool. But eventually it it ended up going company-wide, but it all started with a test, right? So if you feel strongly, if you feel strongly about something, just don't give up on it. And what I want you to walk away from today's episode is a way to handle these tough situations that keeps you moving forward instead of backwards, especially when they're not taking your advice. You are the subject matter expert. You know what could happen. You know how to solve the problems. I get that. 
but we have to be the influencers. And we have to make sure too that you are using these situations to build stronger relationships. And number three, I don't want you to ever give up. And sometimes when you have that I told you so mentality, that is a give up. It's saying I'm done. I'm done trying. And remember, safety management is a process, my safety friend. It's just a series of small baby steps. So take your small win. If they won't let you do the entire project, but they settle with one small part of it, take your small win. You can always build on it after that. All righty, my safety friend, that is all that I have for you today. And I hope the sound is really good. And if it is, I will see you next week. Bye for now. Hey, if you're just getting started in safety or you've been at this for a while and are hitting a roadblock, then I want to invite you to check out Safety Management Academy. This is my in-depth online course that not only teaches you the processes and strategies of an effective safety management program, but how to entwine management support and employee participation throughout your processes. Are you ready to finally understand exactly what you should be doing and ditch that safety police hat forever? Then you have got to join me and your fellow safety scholars over at Safety Management Academy. Just go to thesafetygeek.com forward slash SMA to learn more and to get started. That's thesafetygeek.com forward slash SMA. And I will see you in our next students only live session. Bye for now.